God behind the counter. And he asked God, you know, what, what are you selling? What is the purpose of this place? God asked a very pertinent question, as Jesus did in the New Testament. What do you want me to do for you? The man instantly said, happiness and peace for me and the entire world. Well, God told him, I don't sell the finished product here. I only offer seeds. You know, tonight, more than ever, what we say many times cannot just be the fuel, but could be the seed of our tomorrow. More than ever before, some of the teachings I learned there in Prescott as a new disciple, words are spirits. That hasn't changed in 2021. Someone just says a word or two and people go into panic. They go into kind of retreat mode. But tonight we're going to look at the original, true story of creation. And in this, it is absolutely powerful for us to understand as a church, as individual Christians, not everything in life is already set in stone. Some things tonight can be changed. And I want to dedicate this message to everyone that could be listening. If it is recorded, if not, it's just an infamy. It's for us tonight. I want to dedicate this to every one of you, brothers and sisters, naming your future. Out of Genesis in chapter 2, we just want to look at two verses, not just for time's sake, you know I don't keep you long, but this will more than happily do us tonight for our subject. The Bible says in verse number 19, Out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every bird of the air and brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. And whatever Adam called each living creature that was its name. So Adam gave names to all cattle, to the birds of the air, and to every beast of the field. This is still there. There's a period. But for Adam, there was not found a helper comparable to him. Father, bless and honor your word, God, and honor tonight, Lord God, the faithful commitments of your people. We know, God, that these, in day, these indeed are days of perilous times. But we believe your word. We believe your will for our church here in Gresham. And God, we need to see some things to turn, to change in our nation, yes, but also in our own families, our own lives. Father, anoint these lips of clay. Anoint your word. May springs of hope and seeds of change be planted tonight. Thank you, Master, for all you are going to do on this Tuesday night. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Naming your future. First off tonight, we want to look at this from God's view. 
You know, I, I think it's not only not fair, it's not doctrine. That there are true tonight, this is good doctrine. There are some things in life that God leaves up to you and me. That didn't go over as well as I thought, so let's do a little <laughs> experiment here, class. How many believe tonight that it is God's will to save everyone in the Gresham area? Let's go big. The great state of Oregon. Let's go a little bigger. How about the Northwest? How about the world? Is it God's will to save everyone? You're sure? Everyone. Is everyone saved? I see. See, the issue in real life is that God does have a will. Some people have a won't. Not everything in life is just up to God. Some things, believe it or not, He leaves up to you and me. Genesis 1.26, it says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air and over the cattle, over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. I'm telling you, friends, God has made you and me with purpose and dignity and destiny. Psalms 115 and verse 16, the heavens, even the heavens are the Lord's, but the earth he has given to the children of men. Now this psalm I'm about to read is not just a cute refrigerator magnet. It's not just something that ladies stitch on a pillow and put it in the baby's room. It's a fact. Psalms 8 verses 4 to 6 says, What is man that you are mindful of him? And the son of man that you visit him? For you have made him a little lower than the angels. And you've crowned him with glory and honor. You have made him to have dominion over all the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet. God made everything in creation in those six days. He made the heavens. He made the earth. He made the birds. He made the bees. He made the ewes. He made the me's. But you see from this text, not everything is just set in stone. How many know time is? We cannot change time. Gravity is. My brothers and I found out the hard way trying to play Superman in our backyard tree as kids. We got some lumps and bumps. Gravity won. But there are some unfinished. There are some unnamed things in life that God has left up to you and me. That's why we're here tonight. See, in this life, you're not bound by fate or luck. Or just chance. That's just the way it is. 
All the animals were created by God in those six days. But notice, they were not yet defined. God left that up to Adam. Yeah. You made them, you name them. You're God, I'm not. And I won't go into all the truth of people that really do study science to think this guy would be fairly intellectual to come up with all the names. But we're not into that. But here in verse 19 it says, Out of the ground the Lord God formed every wild beast, every living creature of the field, every bird of the air, and brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. And whatever Adam called every living creature, that was its name. Let that sink in. First, what do you think, Adam? Aardvark. God could have said, Aardvark. Doesn't look very Aardvarky to me. You get down to the zebra. You know, us, uh, kind of like, I'm going to call him Stripey. Because really, is it a beige animal with white or black stripes? Or is it a black or white critter with a lot of white in it? But this is more than just something to tickle your fancy. This is fact. God formed them. Adam named them. And whatever Adam called its name, so it was. Wow. This is not just the reason why the duck got its name. But every one of us tonight, we have our own garden, don't we? Every one of us tonight have our own life. We have our own purpose in life. And I am telling you tonight, as a friend in the Lord Jesus Christ, not everything is left up to God. Not everything, thank God, is just up to chance. Some things are left up to us. Hallelujah. And this is speaking, obviously, about something not on the outside, something on the inside. That the times and seasons in which we live, oh, there's opposition, oh, there's naysayers, there's mockers, and on top of that, all this medical stuff. But I'm telling you tonight, we cannot let other people define our future. If you let other people decide for you, what will you have? I don't know, but a lot less than what could be. Unsafe friends. People at work, your neighbors. Come on. And what this means for us tonight on this Tuesday night is there are areas in life that are not set in stone. They are not set in concrete. They can still be defined. That brings us here. Tonight to the determining factor. Truth very much. I believe not just 
in the day and season in which we live, but tonight for you and me, how we react, how we respond, what we say, it'll affect our other brothers and sisters who either are or are not here tonight. Hopefully you can go home and say, listen, man, you missed a good service. But the truth is tonight, words are either constructive or destructive. Hebrews 11.3 says, It is by faith that we understand that the universe was created by God's word so that what can be seen was made out of what cannot be seen. I would encourage you. If you give me liberty, I would challenge you. Do a study here. Eleven times in creation, God said, God spoke, and it was so. But today, what about your own personal garden? Well, you don't know what I've been through. You don't know the run I'm on. You don't, and I understand those things. I get another new sermon today about message in a bottle. We want to look at that maybe tomorrow night about our emotions. But tonight, what about your garden? Could be your health. Could be your finances. Could be your future, your relationships, your fruitfulness. It's fair to say that sometimes the words that we speak it shall be so. And I lived up in the Northwest during that time. You know, I'll confess it and possess it, right? Blab it and grab it. I'm not into that, but I'm being honest. Some of you tonight could use a little bit more positive confession. I'm just saying. Verse 19 in the New King James God brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. And that's interesting in itself. God's like, well, let's just see what Adam's going to do here. But whatever Adam named him, so it was. See, this Bible tonight that we hold dear, it is once again, tonight on this Tuesday night here in 2021, as August is winding mid through, before we know it, two winks and a blink and summer's going to be behind us. Last night we were in church, but I'm telling you, those people had a beautiful Oregon night last night in the park. Clueless of what really matters. But you see, tonight the Bible is filled with the truth that what we speak during our crises, during our circumstances, facing our own needs, it is critical. Proverbs 18 and 20. This is the Amplified. It says, a man's moral self shall be filled with the fruit of his mouth and with the consequence of his words. He will be satisfied whether good or or evil. Jesus our Christ said in Matthew 12, 36, But I say to you, that for every idle word that men may speak, they will give an account of it 
on the day of judgment. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. Jesus said that. We can't blame Uncle Joe or Auntie M. I don't know where Toto is, but by God, this is not Kansas. <laughs> the message is clear, uh, classic in Proverbs 18, 21. Words kill. Words give life. They are either poison or fruit. You choose. How many know the tongue can make things tremendous or toxic? You ever just say something you wished you didn't say? The moment you said it, no! I'm just really not digging this here tonight, God, at all. I just, you know, I'm not happy and I just wished I wasn't here. Poof. I was only kidding. No, it's when we're angry, we're hurting, we're lonely. We have to be very careful what we say. You just might get what you say. Numbers 2, if you study it. Here's God's, he allowed them to send these 12 spies into the promised land. Yeah, I'm sure it's all you say it is, Lord, but can we go check it out to be sure? He could have said, you ungrateful, cucarachas? No! Go ahead. How it must have hurt God's heart when they didn't trust Him. But they went into the land, and in Numbers 2, we, we, they came back, oh yeah, it's everything, everything God said, but there were giants in the land. This just trips me out. And we were like grasshoppers to them. Maybe I missed that page. I didn't read that conversation. Hey, you, yeah, you up there. Hi, hey. No, down here, down, 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 down. Yeah, it's me. What would you say we look like to you? Hmm? Grasshoppers? I knew it. That conversation never happened. But in their own imagination, I don't know how big those giants were, but they were not bigger than God. And I don't know the giants you may be facing tonight, discouragement, despair, anxiety, I don't know. But whatever you are facing tonight, it is not bigger than God. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. This is for us tonight either very exciting or scary. Whatever Adam named them, so it was. I, what that means, God agreed. Numbers 14 and 27, this is the New International Version. How long? Will this community grumble against me? I have heard the complaints of these grumbling Israelites. So tell them, 
As surely as I live, declares the Lord, I will do to you the very things I hear you say. I'll never change. I'll never be free. They'll never get saved or come back to church. I'll never get a job. I'll never be healed. I'll never get married. Stop it. Stop it right now. Because really when we say I can't, what we're really saying is God can't. And it's not that God can't, but if you say you won't, He won't. And that, that can be kind of scary. Listen more than ever to what we say. Be careful what others try to get us to say. Because even if nobody else hears, God does hear. And many times, like this Tuesday night, I can assure you, God is wanting and God is waiting and willing to change some things for you. And that brings us, thank you Jesus, to our prayer. And that is renaming your future. Can we talk? Since I feel we're kind of like family. Some of us go back a long way. All of us in life have made some mistakes. Do you feel better? I just feel better saying it. All of us have seen some things happen we didn't plan on, we didn't want to happen. And that being said, even more important is the fact that our God is merciful. He is Almighty God. And God tonight may need to reverse some things in your life. Brother James, who was the half-brother of the Lord Jesus Christ, didn't even believe in Jesus until after the resurrection. Jesus showed himself alive. Now, I had two older brothers. Neither one was God. That'd be a tough act. But neither James nor Jude believed who Jesus was until after. But listen, James 1 and 6, it says, But when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver, for a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. If you do your own study, Jericho, the city that looked good, was under a curse. Cursed are those that rebuild this city. Joshua put a curse on that city. It will cost the ruler his firstborn son as he hangs the wall, builds the walls, and his other son, and he hangs the... It was under a curse. They told the man of God, look, you see, the place is pleasant, but the water's bad. Tonight... God can break a curse. Yeah. 
tonight God is willing to undo some things we've done wrong. Tonight the blessing here, even if you think that some things in your lives are named, cursed, you can ask God openly and honestly. And He will. He will turn it around. You know the story. The man of God went out to the source and he cast in salt in a new bowl. Maybe it's not just a new bowl. Maybe it's a new you. But that picture of salt is the picture of words. We're the light of the world. We're the salt of the earth. Salt substitute won't help tonight. That tonight, Pastor and Heidi aren't here tonight yet, and nobody else can do this for you. You have to be wanting things to change. You have to be willing tonight to rename some things in your life and in your future. No one else can do this for you. God will, I've seen it over and over again, many times, allow us since words can become creation or destruction, we can say in prayer tonight and God can begin to do what only God can do to turn, to create, to recreate, to change hearts, to change lives, to change some futures. Even if need be, we here tonight can speak in the place of somebody else. This is how big our God is tonight. John 11 and 40, it says, Jesus responded. He's saying this to Martha and Mary in grief. Didn't I tell you that you would see God's glory if you believe? So they rolled the stone aside. Then Jesus looked up to heaven and said, Father, thank you for hearing me. You always hear me. But I said it out loud for the sake of these people standing here. So that you may believe, so that they may believe that you sent me. Lazarus, come forth. Jesus said it out loud. He knew God heard him. He knew God was going to answer. But he said this so that others could believe. Was telling a young lady last night that it's sometimes we can have faith for other people, you know? The four friends who had the man that was paralyzed. I want to have a friend like that. And they brought him to revival. It wasn't a Tuesday night, but... Maybe And they tried to get, it was so crowded they couldn't get in the door. I told you, Harvey, you shouldn't have worried about your hair. Now we're late. <laughs> couldn't even get in the door, the Bible tells us. But one of them is like, man, we can't even get in the door. <laughs> Do you know the effort to hoist their friend up onto the roof? To open up the roof 
the original skylight? You know Jesus is smiling. And the kingdom of heaven, a little plaster, a little straw falls in. And yes, as I was saying, and the kingdom, oh, Father, this is going to be great. Here comes this guy. Keep, keep, boom. And the Bible tells us, and when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, take up your mat and walk. Even for people tonight, God can see our faith for them. God will honor. God will respond tonight the words that we speak at this altar. I believe this Tuesday night could be the best night all this week. It could be a turning point. If it turns you, it will turn the destiny of this church. I love the story about Lazarus. Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth. He come out all bound in the grave clothes. Remember, Jesus rose from the dead and left the grave clothes behind. But in this case, he told them, you unwrap him. Maybe there's some people you and I know and love. We just need to unwrap some things. So that those that seem dead can live. Can I get a witness? Tonight, maybe it's a dying or a dead dream. A hope you once had. An issue, some situation. That tonight, in your life, in your heart, it needs to be unwrapped. Never forget, and I'm closing, right at great 32. There was a time in your life you were a sinner. And you just said some words. And you were born again. Don't tell me tonight what we can't do. I declare tonight what we can do with God enabling us and God helping us. Tonight, even if need be, You can not only name your future, you can rename your future if need be. Can we bow our heads and close our eyes just for a moment? It's not that Phil and I start singing, the angels will start hitchhiking out of here, but I want to just bring this to an obvious altar call so we can pray. No matter how good, no matter how mediocre the message preached, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. As I promised you on Sunday morning, anyone that's ever known me, it doesn't matter. I've preached in churches, just a pastor and his wife, and I still gave my best so that God can give His best. And tonight in this service, It's not about how many that are here. What matters tonight is God is here and you are here. And tonight can be the most exciting new level, new adventure your life has ever had. 
And I want to make an appeal tonight quickly because I don't know everyone's circumstance. I don't know everyone's situation. But maybe tonight in this service, you need to definitely rename something in your life. And that is tonight you want to be forgiven. Maybe tonight you not only want to, you need to rededicate your heart, your life to Jesus Christ. You as I did December 13th, 1982 at 937 Roost Street in Prescott, Arizona. I just said some words and I was born again. Tonight in this service, maybe this is something you want to do, something you need to do tonight. Backslider, your heart's grown cold, you've gone off course, and tonight you want to resettle some issues tonight, you and God. And that is you, right where you are, just as you are tonight. You want to pray, you want to get your life right with Jesus Christ. Would you lift up your hand just quickly one time all over this place? Thank God. Thank God tonight for His faithfulness. Then this evening I want to ask us if we could as family to stand. And tonight as we stand once again, there is no way that we could understand all that you're feeling, all that you're facing. But I'm telling you, God does see, God does know, and God really does care. And sometimes in life, even if you need to rename some things in your life, remember, whatever such things we speak in the hearing of God, He'll do, whether for good or not so good. And tonight, if you're one of those that gives in and gives over to your emotions, you've said some things, you, you can't get those words back, but tonight we can see God do something fresh. God is encouraging you. God is speaking to you tonight about naming your future or renaming some things in your future to have even faith and speak in the stead of other people. I want you to come and stand right here tonight. And we are going to pray. You can keep your six meters or whatever it is in America. Is it six feet or six meters? I don't know. We do the social distancing, but we're not going to distance ourselves from God, that's for sure. And tonight we're going to ask the Lord to help us and call on Him while He is near and call on Him when He may yet be found. God is not a man. He would lie. He keeps His promises. And through the years and through the tears, the Lord God who sees in secret he will reward you openly. God's my witness. And maybe a couple. I tried to get your attention several times last night. I thought you were going to paint yourself into the corner, into the wall. But the things we go through, the times and the trials and the circumstances, here you are tonight, not a victim, not a statistic, but you're a woman of God living for Jesus Christ, a living testimony. Not so much of all the good stuff that happened, but about what God is able to still do in your heart, in your home, and in those you know and love. I'm telling you, our God is not as far off as you think He is. He is right here, right now, for you in this place tonight. I tell you, I sense the pleasure and I mean that. I sense the pleasure of God. Can we use that word? 
He's pleased. And we can be going through all kinds of H-E double hockey sticks. You can't spell H-E double cricket bats, huh? Hell. But the minor prophet Zephaniah says that God rejoices over you, sister, with singing. He's glad towards you. His love for you is not just limitless. It is unconditional love. And there's all of us in one way or another. We feel we don't measure up. We feel we don't fit in. But you are not a square peg in a round hole. You are very, very precious to the heart of Father God. And you are very precious to those of us that would call ourselves the church. Because what is the church? It's not a building. It's us. And God wants to reinstitute something in your heart tonight. Speak the things that are not as though they were. And you will see things turn, sister. You will see things and people change. But it doesn't matter if all of them change, if you and I don't. Tonight, God wants to bring hope and strength and comfort to your spirit. Oh, I sense the Lord tonight. God's so good. God's so good. I'm not trying to put you under pressure. Is your boyfriend going to show up tomorrow night or Thursday or you don't know? Okay. I know what's going on. I know. I'm not saying it any way wrong. Because I wanted to say something for the both of you, but I'm going to say it for what it is. It is especially you. You look so much better in person than Zoom. Zero in on Zoom if you meet on Sunday in Zoom. But I remember ministering to you that time over the technology. And sometimes we can have a heart as big as all kinds of things. But we need to never, ever forget as big as God is. God so loved the world, I know. But God so loved you, sister. Just as we were while we were yet sinners. Christ Jesus died for us. How much more, my sister, will he be found by you tonight to be faithful and to be true and to be trustworthy in all of life's seasons and circumstances? There is so much more you want to see, so much more you want to do. And I believe the Word of God tonight, he can give you strength, he can give you a refreshing tonight to see still yet what God has for us. Now believe it. Maybe Phil's going to get a second or a third or a fourth word. The Bible's big. But God's got a clear word for you tonight. Be still and know that He is God. And besides Him, there is none other. Thank you, Jesus. Thank God. Brother Ty, faithfulness is not a one and done. But in my devotions, probably about three weeks ago, as I'm setting in my mind, setting some new messages and setting in my heart, preparing to come here to the Gresham, Portland area. God put in my heart, brother, to let you know by the inspiration and the power of the Spirit of God. Armor bearers are absolutely critical in any warfare. 
And even though Jonathan was such a great friend to David, he was such a great person, we find in life that Jonathan and his armor bearer, they fell on their own swords because his father, his king at that time, didn't do right. Brother, as an armor bearer, you've seen some good things and some difficult things. But you've not fallen on a sword. You've believed the word of God. And through painful days and difficult days, God wants you to know that he is a debtor to no one. And with the blessing of God, Brother Tyson, it brings with it no shame. God wants to expand. God wants to supernaturally enlarge your personal effectiveness. And whether at home or anywhere else, it all begins right here tonight in our hearts. And God wants you to know He can change people. If He can change you and me, can we talk? If God can save us, He can save anyone. And if God can keep you and me through the difficult days of abandonment, betrayals, and all these things in our fellowship, how much more can God keep those we know and love fully intact? Brother, it is not over. You keep speaking. You keep asking. You keep seeking. And to all of those who ask, it will be given. To all of those that seek, they will find. And all of those that knock and keep on knocking, it will be opened unto them. Let's give our Father tonight together some thanks. Father, we do give you, Lord, the praise and the glory. God, for all that you're going to do, God, from this very altar call forward. Praise the Lord Jesus. I know I'm speaking to the choir here the next 10 or 15 seconds, but as you talk to other people and as you share your testimony, you try to witness however you, you tell people, God can change their lives, don't we? Well, through what we say, God can change things. And this is not just in the Bible for some little cute storybook for our kids. I'm telling you, this, this is encouraging, but it's also very convicting. God did the creating, but Adam did the naming. And tonight, sometimes this, we need to speak things that need to be said. Even if we've done wrong, God can reverse the curse. God can undo some things in our lives. Tonight, I want you to put your hands right onto your heart. And we're going to ask the Lord to help us. God's going to do something so refreshing tonight in you. I'm talking about a refreshing. More than a, what's the biggest one at Starbucks? Grande or what is it? Tyson and I call it five bucks. You call it Starbucks. I'm talking bigger than a, greater than a bente refresher. God's going to do something in you. And our little joke, it's going to be what? Very, very good. Hallelujah. Let's pray tonight. Say with me, my Father in heaven, this word tonight, so simple and encouraging and yet convicting regarding my life, my past, and my future. I am sorry for the times I spoke out in anger, in fear, in hurt, 
and disappointment. Tonight, I am asking you, break the curse in every area from my life, my loved ones, my friends. I speak tonight, resurrection power. I choose blessing and not cursing. I choose life in all of its fullness. Release dominion, strengthening, healing, and refreshing in my life. Refill me with your Holy Spirit. God, I thank you for all that you've done, all that you're going to do tonight in my life, in my future. Have your way right now in Jesus' name. I say and I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's give our God tonight some praise. Thank you, Almighty God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank God. Thank God tonight. Speak what's right. Speak what's good. And I'll never forget my dad before he went on into eternity at only 45 years young. He said, son, sometimes in life, if you got nothing good to say, say nothing. Don't speak rashly. Let's give our Lord again praise as Brother Phil does come. Let's thank you. Father, we thank you for these brothers and sisters. God of all you're going to continue to do in our lives. Oh, thank hallelujah. you. Amen. That was some words of life tonight. I appreciate that. I feel like I did get my second word. It was the sermon. Amen. So let's go ahead. Let's close tonight in prayer, just believing God. And then uh, tomorrow, uh, Wednesday night, let's believe God and pray for those that are struggling with symptoms and COVID. Keep those, them in our prayer. But uh, we're going to close tonight. Father, we thank you, Lord, for the ministry, God, of the Holy Ghost, God, for the words of life spoken. God, seal them in our hearts. Let us go, God, tonight victorious. We thank you, Father, and pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.